Well, here we are. We're real. We're back again. We are back again. I mean, hardly any time has passed. And <laughs> hopefully you've had a breather and were able to catch up on all our awesome quality content and joined us on Troped Out. But this is our baby. We will never forget about Fantasy Girls. This is where we let loose and be messes, or at least I'm a mess of today. It's fine. It's fine. It's, it's summer. Fine, it's I'm summer. on vacation. Almost. Vibes. We are vibes, and with vibes. Wait, that is not the segue that was in my head. Hold on. <laughs> summer reading. <laughs> Something about summer reading and vibes and moods and books and nostalgia because it is. It's all tied up together, right? Summer and reading and it's nostalgia. So no, it, it's true. Like, summer reading is totally its own vibe. And, you know, I think every generation recently has had some version of this, but millennials, summer reading, it was such a thing. You know, like the Pizza Hut program was it was a book it that still apparently exists, which is great. Get that free pizza, babes. You know, I think you're exactly right. Like, I don't think this is an like, only millennial thing, but I do feel like it rings hard for millennials because I feel like Gen Xers who are a little bit older than us, they were just doing whatever they wanted when they were younger, kind of ignored. And then I feel like Gen Z had everything planned out to the nth degree that they, you know, like they were scheduled. And we were kind of heading in that direction. But they were like, oh, hey, maybe you should read these books in the summer. And to make sure you do it, we're going to do pizza. And we're going to have, I mean, I guess Scholastic Book Fair wasn't really a summer reading thing, but it was such a huge part of my reading experience as a kid. And I'm going to be very honest, because I'm, I'm an author and I'm a bookworm now, but Scholastic Book Fair was only a little bit about the books. There was like so much, so much greatness. I mean, where else could you get the latest Goosebumps book, a dinosaur pencil, a poster that was like a race car that you didn't even know what it was and then like some unicorn stickers and so then probably true. have a little bit of change left over i don't know i don't even remember what i used to get at this classic book festival like I, I really don't like i just remember it being such a like an emotional exciting thing like you got your little like packet beforehand, your little pamphlet, and you got to like circle in your, it was like a hunt because I always knew what I was going in for. And there are always like 10 books. And I was like, I know I can't get them all. It's going to be okay. I forgot about the leaflet aspect. That was the best. Yeah. Oh man. I would always get the dumb, like randomest because I didn't know. I was like overexcited and everything looked awesome. So I would get like, the novelization of a random Nickelodeon TV show. <laughs> yes, yeah. so it was like never oh anything God. like Alex Mack. The Alex Mack books. Yeah, yeah Alex Mack is one of my favorites. I forgot about that until recently. Oh, that's such a good show. That's and then the Pizza Hut book it. I swear to God, like even if they still have that, it is not the same thing because our Pizza Huts hit different. Like, do you remember those dusty Tiffany fake Tiffany style lamps? in the red yes. leather booths and there was always a jukebox it didn't matter if you were in a city if you were in a rural area there was a pizza buffet oh my god i forgot about the pizza buffet like every sporting trip ever stop at pizza hut pizza buffet like it was awesome. so good but yeah like i don't know what it was about our generation but it seemed like reading was the fix for everything and to some degree it's right Yes. Like if reading regularly and reading widely 
is really, really good for you. And I do think that there's a lot of studies out there that show that it does help a lot with like the summer slump yes. that puts kids back. Mm-hmm. But it's also like it doesn't fix everything. No. And it was like, like it was like our gener- It was like drink milk. Like just, just read, yes. just read something, just read I anything. Have to tell you, like that blew my mind about that milk. Probably is it that good for you? Because it was got milk. You got to read books, and then there was like say no to like dare, say no to drugs, drug awareness, resistance, education. Like it totally messed me up. I thought when you grow up, you're supposed to drink like a gallon of milk every day, and everybody was gonna be like walking up to you trying to give you free drugs. And it was going to be like this constant thing. And I also thought like quicksand was going to be a much bigger issue in my daily life. Lava. Yeah. Like all these. (laughs) I had so much lava practice and they didn't use it. The floor is lava. And it's, do you remember like, did y'all have reading is fundamental? It was like, they would come in and they would just fill up this table with books and you could just pick books. But I feel like they should bring that back. It would be much better now. I don't know if it was because of the books available when we were kids or if I was just a bad picker. Like Maybe that's why reading such a thing now, not as much of a thing now as it was when we were growing up because there's so many... I don't actually know this for a fact, but it seems like these days there is a great deal more of policing of what children oh, are reading. Totally it, it's just the worst. And like, I don't... Like, my mom is always kind of careful about, like stuff in our books but other than that I don't remember there ever being anything where anyone really cared about what I was reading you know like and it's just like there's no way one of those programs would come into the school now because they like every single title would be policed in some way and they right. have like three books and no one would want them <laughs> encyclopedia um, <laughs> remember that not that there's there's real facts in there that might oh my god for real yeah. well i think we've been lucky like i have kids um and i remember when this really kind of started getting teeth but we had like these really cool like just out of college teachers and um i was very impressed with my kids like summer reading list and now the way they do it um i only have one kid in school now it's like a bingo card, and they can literally read whatever they want and mark out on the bingo card. Like, read a nonfiction book, read a fiction oh, book, like read so a, you know, whatever. Like, it's really cool. I will tell you, my parents, for my parents, I guess they were just tired and young. They never cared what I read. They never knew what I read. And my grandma had, like, this whole hallway in her house of just, like, she never threw anything away or got rid of, like, anything. So all these books... And she would always buy books. And so I had, like, all my aunts who were, like, obviously older than me. They're my aunts. Um, well, I guess not obviously. Um, so there would be, like, Sweet Valley books from, like, the 80s on there. And then there would be, like, Valley of the Dolls. That was my grandma's from, like, back in the day. And Harlequin and everything else. And so I was reading everything. So you're, you're a romance girly in the summer. No, I'm not really a mortal horror girly. <laughs> But back then, it was like the, the grown-up books, and so I was like, hmm, what's happening in here? And me and my cousins would pull them down and look for, like, the juicy parts, and yeah. read them out loud and, like, laugh. Oh, my God. Yeah, okay, so many different memories are coming back to me now about, like, specific things to do with reading in the summer. It's It's weird. But, like, so one thing is, like... You mentioned like the bingo card, which I really, really like. And it actually reminds me a lot of a program that Book Riot does called Read Harder. 
where like they challenge you to read like an indigenous book or a POC book, you know, like, different things like that, that like expand and challenge what you're reading, which I love, but that's not summer specific. Um, because we always had, it was like, read one of the books from this list of 10 and then read one of the books from this list of 10, which is still like, you get a little bit of choice in it and it was good and it was helpful because you didn't have to read the thing that you truly hated, um, and felt like you had some control over your consumption. But it was also like, it was always like the classics and stuff. And then like, you're sitting there at the beach and you're reading like, I don't know, like 1984 or Animal Farm or Wuthering Heights. And like, those are all great books. And actually I love them all, but they're not summer books to me. Like a summer book, like now that I'm older and can actually freaking choose, it's like, I want something super tropey. I want something fast paced. I want an adventure. I do, I think I read more uh, romance in the summer too. Like it's just, it's lighthearted, it's fun, it's zippy. And yeah, you don't get those on your high school summer reading list, man. Why not? I want, I want beach read on my summer reading list. I want Emily Henry. <laughs> You know, like, exactly, exactly. I think probably pacing is the number one thing for me across a genre in the summer. Like, I want to, like, get through these books, which is probably why I'm kind of drawn to horror, because it's, like, go, go, go all summer. But I also, like, read a lot of romance, now that you say it, in the summer. That's weird. They, those are the two. And, like, it's so good yeah, yeah it's they're so both, good but the you summer. know, they're both very curvy, and, in a, like, I mean that in a, in a good way, obviously. Um, and you kind of can pick in those genres based on trope so you know like what you're getting like are you reading an enemies to lovers are you reading a werewolf book like sometimes you can read an enemies to lovers werewolf book you just you know it's all there you can find it you just reminded me without too many spoilers uh have you watched the new season of black mirror yet yes i finished it you know i okay. did i finished it like two days i just finished it too Something like it, it came out and I was like in just the right mood for it because it's hard for me to like just zip through Black Mirror. I watch it very sporadically, but this time I watched it all in like a matter of a few so days. Good. It was really good. And I have some favorites, but yeah. I know okay. which one probably. That <laughs> <laughs> I liked you all know, of you them. Know. I was shocked. Um one of them disturbed me more, but I which made me like it. And the other ones were like, just, yes. The other ones were like fun and a, disturbing in a fun way. And that one was not fun. That one was like, let's look at humanity and see I'm how we remember what the first one was, because I think that was my favorite. Even yeah. I it kind of had a happier, it was, um, something is horrible. I can't remember her name. It was like inside. I don't want to give a spoiler. It was worth the net, net oh, berry or flick Yeah, that's right. Or... Uh, it was Annie Murphy. That one was spectacular. You have to be real careful not to spoil this episode because that episode was like everything. Yeah. If I you don't know. Like, it's so know. good. Oh, and that's the thing. It's like all of the things that I love most about those episodes are things that we can't talk about. Because that's true. Uh, that's but true. the astronauts one was another one that was really stunning. I think the thing that Black Mirror really shines at where I just really love them is where they take something that's maybe a more common trope or setup and then they go beyond that to like the okay but what if x y z and so it's not just about the premise it's about what happens when someone makes a choice and then it goes way too far and then that becomes the thing that it's really about yeah i love that i love that and too some of them i think did that a little bit better than others this season um the one with the demon and the need like the murders for me didn't quite go as far on that as 
some of the other ones? I feel like it it tried to pull in that direction by making you think, I don't want to spoil it. <sighs> right. But it, it just felt like it didn't dial it up Enough. to a new direction yes. in the same way that a lot of the other ones did. But loved the astronauts. Lo- anyway, anyway, we are way off track. I'm taking okay. us off track. I do want to say I- one <laughs> thing real quick, though. If you're like, this is, I feel like this is the blanket Black Mirror statement for anybody that's a fan that is talking to people that are maybe wanting to watch it and get into it. Choose any episode. Do not start with Black Mirror season one, episode one. Say that is for a seasoned Black Mirror watcher. That one is rough. I did not see that one first, or I may not have kept going. It's so gross. Yeah. You can start with San Junipero. That's a good one. Start there. But it was memorable. It was very memorable. (laughs) In timing. See, now everyone's going to watch it, and then they're going to be like, what's wrong with you people? All right. So, circling back a little bit. So, okay. Yes, keep us on track. So, because I one cannot. more funny thing on the line of, we just thought, like, reading was the solution to everything, because we had, like, the Book It program, and, like, your library program, and all those things, then you had, like, your assigned summer reading. My mother also gave us, every summer, us three children, assigned reading and she made us sit down and talk about it and analyze it as a group. I'm the oldest of three. We were like so ten, you were doing that. Eight in, <laughs> you were running six. that show. So, like five. No, I refused to do it. I got so angry about this. And you're reading things like the Phantom Toll Booth, which I think now I would actually really like. But right. because of the premise of how I was reading it, and because I was reading it with like my six-year-old brother, I was just so pissed. I was so pissed off about it. I was like, I'm being forced to do this. I have my own summer reading to do. I want to go play outside. Like, this is a book for children. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, I can totally see you like being like, that is hilarious. It was the angriest I've ever been about reading. (laughs) See, it's funny because I made my kids read in the summer and do things in the summer back in the day. And then I quickly that evaporated when I was a kid my parents I got grounded for reading so this was my problem I was very ADHD at a time when like girls were not ADHD and I like I don't, I don't know what it was about the 90s they were really big about like testing kids so like I got sent into like this gifted program and they were like we think she can skip the third grade Girl, no, I tested it in a gifted program. It was all about dinosaurs and reading books, which was my jam. So I got in there and I was like, screw the rest of school. That's boring. Who needs to know timetables? I'm learning about the Triassic period. And so all my grades plummeted. And my mom was like, yeah, I don't think she's skipping third grade. And they could not make me care. Like, they could not make me care about my grades. <laughs> to the point, my, they started ground. They're like, well, you're going to ground you some Goosebumps books. And you're only going to be able to read books from this list if you do not pull up your grades. Which now, my parents admit, was was a choice. Like, it was not the right. But they could not get through to me. But I remember, like, it was almost like drugs. I would get these books. <laughs> and like sneak them because for some reason they got real hung up on certain books and they're like you need to read this book and they were the most random books that I have still not read to this day one was a Connecticut Yankee in King Arthur author's court King Arthur's court I never read that book I still it is that that film adaptation had a moment sure they would be like give me that and then like give me like this giant dusty book from the library and I'm like yeah that's that's not happening so I stay grounded from books. I mean, it, it, 
Yeah. I do remember, like, I would get grounded and I was the kid who would be like, fine. I love the shit in my room. Like, I don't need to go out and socialize. Like, who do you think I am? Like, queen introvert right here. So I would just go up to my room. I'd pick a book. I'd put some music on. And then eventually someone would come up and tell me I could leave. And I'd just be like, I'm good. And I would stay there for, like, the rest of the day and just be like. I think that was kind of, like, the problem with getting through to me, too, was, like, I was, like, a feral kid. Like, we lived, like, in the middle of nowhere. So I'd be like, I'll go in the woods. You don't know. But I was so such like I lived in my own head so hard I was like oh I get out stare at this wall like you don't even know what's right. happening behind <laughs> these eyelids yep happy as a clam right exactly. for the win can't do anything yes oh yeah. god like I literally used to stare out the window in school and think I could like climb out this window and nobody would ever be able to find me because I could hide that good and I would spend all day at school when I was supposed to be paying attention imagining how I could run away from school and I would be like such a badass I could grow up in the woods and nobody would ever know and I would walk back one day and it would be like, oh there she is like I EJ I believed this with my whole soul like that I could do this and I just didn't do it because it wasn't the right thing to do well you know with great power comes great responsibility yes, I have taken us way off track so bringing this back around summer reading assignments oh we haven't even talked about like what we we're doing haven't. here so we love them we miss them. We're giving them to each other this summer. Yeah, we want to recapture that feeling of reading on a deadline. <laughs> so what we have coming up for you this summer is a bit of a series where we're going to challenge each other with a read that we think the other will love and will really be worth unpacking together and uh, go from there. And we'll probably go a few rounds. Yes. If you're thinking like, how can I participate in this? Like, why do I care? Okay. There's a couple of reasons, a couple of ways. One, you can read the books we pick for each other and join us in the conversation on TikTok, on Instagram, maybe on Twitter. I mean, who even knows what's going on over there? If you're right on now. Twitter, you right. do it on Twitter too. If you haven't exceeded your daily limit of right. post views. Or... It could be fun. Like, grab your friend and do this with your friend. Let us know the books you pick. Let us know how it goes. Yes! I want to know your book reads. Yes. Love that idea. Completely. Cool. Okay. So, we are going to read these books. We are going to come back. We're going to do an episode unpacking each of them with, with the assignee's reactions. And then we might go around again. So, read along with us if you want. Give us your own recommendations. Tell us what you're loving to read this summer, what makes a great book, or pick a friend and get bossy with them and tell them what to read this summer. Absolutely. And you can find us on TikTok if you want to talk about it. We're both constantly going on about this <laughs> over there because we're both really excited. So see you in a year, I guess. <laughs> I'm joking. Later this summer. Later this Stay tuned.